Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Welcome back to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Kendra Kendra Penry. Uh, Kendra is the executive director of the Stokes Nature Center. Um, and this one's kind of special for me. So we, we uh, our headquarters are in Logan, Utah. And the Stokes Nature Center is just up the canyon, up Logan Canyon, actually. So uh, it's a little exciting for me to talk about somebody so close to home. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. It's always a great opportunity to get the word out about local small nonprofits that have are hoping to have a big outreach and a big impact. So we appreciate it. Well, Kendra, can you tell us a little bit about the Nature Center uh, and what it is, and how long it's been going, that type of stuff? Sure. So Stokes Nature Center, uh, our official name is Alan and Alice Stokes Nature Center, as it was uh, very real people that inspired the founding of the organization in 1997. Uh, so next year will be our 25th anniversary, which is pretty exciting. Um, but started by a group of really dedicated local activists and grassroots um, families and members of the community that wanted to see a nature center in a place like this because we are so connected to nature in Logan. It is literally in our backyards. Um, we're, we're in a valley, so we're surrounded by mountains and a national forest. And seeing everyone wanting to get out into it is great. And we need to make sure people know how to be there safely for themselves and also safely for the environment around them so that it's still there in 20 years, in 200 years, in 2,000 years. Uh, and the Nature Center was founded for that purpose. It's nature education. And we believe that everyone has the right to be outside um, and has the right to enjoy it while they're there, to have the resources, the time, the skills, um, and the opportunity to be in nature and to be there in a way that makes them want to come back again. Uh, so we have an actual physical nature center in Logan Canyon uh, that you can stop in and learn about all the local hiking trails, the flora, fauna, hydrology and geology of Logan Canyon, um, what it means to live here uh, and how we can care for it. Uh, we also do a wide range of community programs, both at the Nature Center and also in the community. We want uh, to take nature to people whenever they can't get to it themselves. So we have school programs that are um, science-based, um, standards-based um, programming for the state of Utah. Uh, we have uh, field trips and summer camps. Right now, this week, we actually have an entire scientific illustration camp, which sounds great, you know, a kid's camp, but it's also for adults. So we have an adult evening um, program so that it's really all ages because I think for a lot of us, we got outdoors a lot when we were kids and we knew the value of it and we went to camp and we climbed trees and then we got to be an adult and we stopped really doing that and finding the joy in being outside. And Stokes wants to reconnect people to that because we know that when you get there and you learn to love it and you appreciate it, you're more likely to care for it. And then once we start caring for it better, then we know that it'll be around for a while. Um, our mission is nature education and outdoor exploration, but our vision is that we can all be better stewards of the natural world. And that's what we're working towards. Wow. You know, uh, you, you mentioned the summer camps and uh, about two years ago, uh, one of my children attended the summer camp and just loved it, right? Loved everything about it. And we, this last weekend, went up to Yellowstone and we're, we're doing stuff. And 
and it was fun. And the, the, I thought the, something that was kind of interesting is I was asking my son about it and he's like, well, that was fun. It's like, but it was a lot like my summer camp. Um, <laughs> it was like, why did we drive so far to do what we had just done up the Canyon? And it's an interesting thing. I think people forget, like, you know, you go to these big things, national parks, the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone. Um, but, but for a lot of people, you're really not that far away from nature. It's not something you have to drive five hours to uh, a very touristy spot to be able to participate. And that's something I loved about uh, the nature center. Having you know walked up there is it's, it's accessible, it's close, um, and it, it it's it's doing all of that type of things um, in in my local community as opposed to um, far away. Which which brings me kind of to my question. I'm curious why why Logan? How did it get started here? And like a small you know college town um, you know, with a with a, a beautiful canyon, but 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 why here? Sure. So mainly the people involved made it made the decision for it to be here. Um, Alan Stokes was a longtime educator, uh, mainly through USU, um, but really believed in getting people outside. And uh, his wife equally dedicated uh, to making sure people are involved in their community uh, as well as involved in nature. And they are what inspired the Nature Center. And so it's here because they were here. Um, but it's also here because it's beautiful here and we have something to protect. Um, we've got this great national forest, but we also, like you were saying, there's nature in our backyard. Like stepping out and going for a walk around the block can be just as mentally and physically beneficial as going for a backcountry hike. And we want to remind people of that, that getting outdoors isn't just because it's fun getting outdoors. That's really important. And we want you to find the fun in it so that you're more likely to do it again. But it's also incredibly important for you health wise. And I think the last year's this last year's really showed that for a lot of people is that when we're quite literally stuck indoors, what that does to our mental and physical health. And so this reminder to just get outside and go to a park, come see us down in Nibley at Firefly Park and walk around and look at the fireflies one night is also going to do the same thing for you that going on a big hike up to the tallest peak in Logan Canyon will do. So just get outside uh, and be there in a way that's good for you and good for the world around you. And we are so lucky to have that here and to have so much opportunity to get outside. And the Nature Center was just this inspiration of people that were here to create a local resource that reminds those who live here how to care for the thing that we love and also helps people who visit here uh, to, to better respect that which they're coming here for. Uh, and that way we keep having it and it doesn't become something that we missed because we didn't care for it along the way. How did you handle the last year? Um, but also, I think there's an increased demand for this type of stuff with it. Like, I, I'm, I'm curious about how all of that affected you. Yeah, so it affected us in such really strange ways. So, so many more people wanted to get outside and specifically here because suddenly we couldn't travel outside of the state. We couldn't travel outside of the country. Well, Logan Canyon, it's right here where we're five minutes from it where we are now, but the whole valley is really close to it. Um, but it's not just Logan Canyon. We've got you know, however many canyons that all have great hiking around here. And suddenly everyone wanted to be there. And that really increased the impact we needed to have because you got a lot of first timers coming out there that they didn't have any other choice because there's nothing else to do. Uh, and we had people <laughs> returning that 
um, really want to care for it, but you know they're also trying to avoid the crowds where they know they are, and so they might be trampling somewhere they shouldn't, and but they happen to know about it because they've been there before. And so we had this really diverse group of people suddenly flooding into our natural spaces, and our job got so much bigger trying to reach them while we couldn't see them. <laughs> so how do we educate people without bringing them into the nature center? Because the center had to close. Um, we do operate a preschool as well. And that had to go virtual for a little while. Um, and suddenly our mission being to get you outdoors and to let us get you there became, how do we inspire you to get there without you coming to see us? Like. What can we do from here? So we created an entire virtual suite of programming that was completely free. We'd never done it before because our goal had always been that hands-on interaction, both with the person, but also with the outdoors. So we'd never created it before. and But then again, it was actually a really good idea because it makes this available to people all the time, not just when we're open. But at the same time, we knew our community and our entire world um, was dealing with an economic crisis as well. And so we couldn't necessarily add a big cost to it. Uh, Logan or Logan and Cache Valley um, are on the higher end of the poverty spectrum. So we always have tried to keep our programming free or low cost anyway. But we needed this to be completely free. Uh, so we created this whole free suite called Stay Home with Stokes um, for any age of people. Uh, but then we also started creating other um, virtual and outdoor opportunities because that was also the nice thing is once we were told that outdoors was pretty safe, well, great, that's what we do. <laughs> we can get you outdoors, um, but we had to keep the nature center closed. Um, we did have a market decrease in donations um, and being a nonprofit, that's a huge hit at the exact time when we needed it the most um, because we're trying to create more programming. Um, we saw a huge increase in the number of people that we served. Um, it was the largest number we've ever served. Over 20,000 people last year interacted with us and 17,000 of those were in our free programming. So clearly that was what the community wanted and needed. And we try to keep all of that updated now moving forward. So our fundraising gala went virtual and we're going to try to keep at least a piece of that um, live streamed for people because we noticed that, yes, it was reaching our community that normally would have been there in person, but it also opened the door to all of these people that never would have been there in person because they're in Pennsylvania or they're in Oregon and they knew Stokes when they were here, but they're not here anymore. And there was no way for them to still engage with us. But COVID opened that door for us to create those opportunities. And it's become much more of a focus for us that we keep creating those that, yes, we are meant to be here in Cache Valley and we are meant to serve Cache Valley. But there are people that love Cache Valley that don't live here. So how do we keep them connected uh, so that when they come back, they know what's going on and they know how to plug in uh, and that they can also recommend a friend who might come uh, and maintain that. So COVID decreased our income and increased our numbers, um, but then also reminded people that nature is really important. And hopefully we will see that effect for a while to come that now that people got back out there and saw how much they need and love it, that they understand how important it is that we care for it. Mm. 
I'm curious, has your income rebounded at all? Or are you guys still uh, kind of the lower level? Um, you know, I, I wondered if people loving the outdoors and that experience caused them to be more willing to give or is it still uh, still a, a need? Yeah, it's kind of mixed. Um, it is still a need. Um, we saw some grants postpone um, opening their grant cycle, which is a huge impact for us because we are a very small nonprofit with a fairly small budget. So any even shift of income can have a big impact. And so a lot of grants um, and foundations decided to postpone meeting or postpone decisions. And while that might come down the road, what do we do in the interim? <laughs> so that has still been a challenge for us. Um, we also have donors that, and we completely understand, and with our preschool, for instance, um, that could no longer give the way they did, well, we still want you to get outdoors. That's our mission after all, is nothing should stand in your way of being able to get outside and to enjoy it and to care for it. So how do we make that opportunity available? So suddenly we went from you know, our normal scholarship level to, we completely depleted our scholarship fund last year because we didn't want to have to tell a child in our preschool, you can't come anymore because mom and dad lost their jobs because of COVID. That's not okay. Um, we want them to still be there. So we, while our finances are stable and we're okay, um, we still, we have a lot of ground to make up. And that's where our big thing is this year is not only keeping our regular income coming in, but how do we make up what we gave away willingly and we wanted to give away, uh, but we do need to have that continually. Uh, and that's where we're trying to plug in a bit uh, to fill those gaps so that in the coming year, we can still do scholarships, even when there's not COVID, we still have a really vibrant refugee and immigrant community here that scholarships are really helpful for to inspire them to get outdoors in this new place they just moved to. Um, we've got economic scholarships for families, both for summer camps and preschools. Uh, so we just need to build that back up um, as well as keep the organization going at the same level. Wow. So I, I guess the, the next natural question is how, how can people help? I guess more specifically, how can, how can I help, right? This is in my backyard. This seems to be completely something I could help with, what, what's the best and easiest way? Sure, well, help? always the easiest way for any nonprofit is to just give. <laughs> That's clearly the simplest. Um, and there's lots of ways to give. Our website is just logannature.org and you can give there. However, there are many other things. You can come to a program uh, and um, especially some of our programs that do have a cost attached to it, um, we keep them as affordable as possible, but um, coming to those programs supports the organization and also helps you learn how to be a more engaged part of our natural world. Uh, we have, for instance, our summer concert series is going on right now. So coming out to a concert, you get outdoors and you enjoy being in nature, which is good for you mentally. It's good for you physically, but it also supports Stokes and it supports the band, which didn't get to play at all last year. So now they're getting to play again. Um, and so you're actually doing a whole lot of good there, supporting the whole community. Um, coupled with that is bring a friend. <laughs> Anytime you get to be involved, bring someone with you because um, sure, that might bring a little bit more income to Stokes, but that also spreads awareness about their being outdoors in a really healthy way. Um, and that goes right into being an advocate too. So how can you help spread the word on social media or spread the word through your networks? 
about being better stewards of the natural world. Um, our work becomes easier when more people are doing their part. We are in the midst of a huge drought. So caring for our national, our, um, national forest means not using a lot of water <laughs> in your own mm -hmm. house because animals need water. Our monarchs need water, our endangered species need water. So how do we reduce our impact so that this natural resource continues to exist? Uh, and that also goes into just educating yourself a bit more about the things that we do every day that we don't realize are causing an impact and how do we take it from negative to a positive impact? We cannot avoid impacting the world around us. It's going to happen just by living. So how do we make sure that it's a positive one? Uh, everything from you know, planting native species, not putting in plants that aren't supposed to be here in the first place and then require a lot of water to um, how much waste we create and um, realizing that anytime you are in the national forest, whatever you do in the national forest, ends up coming out your faucet. So maybe don't leave a lot of garbage out there when you go, stay on trail. Um, the whole leave no trace thing has taken off lately, but it's not a new concept of making sure that when you're out there, that you're out there in a way that really preserves the world around you. Um, but making that just something you do every day uh, is incredibly helpful. Uh, and that goes no matter where you are, whether you're in Cache Valley or anywhere. Uh, and that's, Great for us at Stokes, because um, it makes our job easier, but it also is just great for the world around us to be a little bit better for all of us. Awesome. So easiest way, if I want to donate, go to uh, logannature.org, is that right? Yes. And then I assume there's going to be a big donate button somewhere on there for me to push. There's a donate button right on the front page. Um, we have a shop where you can buy stuff if you want to buy books. Um, we just wrote a children's book about Cache Valley, which oh. is adorable. It's a little firefly that visits all our natural wonders. Um, so that's a great way to get the kids in your life excited too, while also supporting Stokes. You can just donate. You can become a member, whether a yearly member or a sustaining member. All nonprofits will tell you that sustaining members are our lifeblood. So if that is an option for you, um, that's available. It gives you some discounts and things on our programming, but it also gives us that steady source of income that helps us keep us keep us going even in different times. Uh, and then you can also come to one of our fundraisers, which are also just fun. Uh, we have a virtual race um, September to October to go 106 miles, however you move whether you kayak or hike or bike, whatever it is, to go 106 miles in 39 days. So it gets you outdoors, but it fundraises for Stokes. Um, you can come to our Earth Day soiree next year, which is a trivia night to see if you're smarter than a nature preschooler, which is just adorable. Uh, and we have our annual fundraiser in the fall as well. So lots of ways to plug in, whether one time or all the time, um, because we know that there's no one solution that fits for everybody. Uh, but we want, just like we want everybody to get outside, we want everybody to have a way to get involved that meets them right where they are. Awesome. I, I guess one last question I'm curious uh, about, you know, you mentioned that you, you started doing a bunch of virtual programming. Um, is that still going? Uh, are you still running that even after COVID? We are. So the Stay Home with Stokes programs are still available online. And we also have created a whole wealth of take-home kits. So some of the programming that we would normally do in person, you can now order the kit, we can deliver or ship it to you. And then the program is recorded for you to do at your leisure. So building a bee box or a um, bird feeder, 
um, making your own plant presses um, to create images of your favorite flowers and things to um, making your own food wraps with beeswax uh, so that we're using a little less plastic along the way. So all of that is still virtual because we understand that getting back to being in person is still not comfortable for a lot of us, um, but it also widens our outreach. So those things are still online. Um, you can um, purchase the programming or use the Stay Home with Stokes at any time for free. Uh, and then our YouTube channel has some great free programming on it too. Um, we do a free nature tales um, story time for kids every week that became virtual. And so those are recorded and online. And we have an adult free series called Canyon Conversations, Canyon Conversations which is also um, primarily still online and free for people uh, to learn a bit more about Logan Canyon, yes, um, but also how it connects to the world around us. So the water here, our plants, our macroinvertebrates, um, even looking at imaging from space of where we live and how humans have impacted it and how you can see it. So all of that's available online um, pretty much all the time so that people can tune in when they're available. Awesome. Good. Well, and, uh, for, for a lot of our listeners, uh, I know there's a few inside of Cache Valley, but there's, there's not very many that are privileged to, to live in this wonderful place. So I just wanted to make sure there's things for them and uh, and please go check it out. I assume the best way to find all of that is through the website. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, the website's the easiest way. We do have you know Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff, but the website's going to always have more detail and always have more ways to get involved. So um, again, just LoganNature.org, really easy. Um, tune into there. And if you have any questions, all of our emails and everything are on the website because we want to make it easy to find us. So you can find me or our director of education or our naturalist educators if you've got questions about um, something you saw while you were here or what you might be able to do when you get here or how you can take something that we're doing and turn it into something relevant when you're in Texas or wherever it is you live. Um, you can always reach out and we're happy uh, to connect with people. Uh, in person, over the phone, Zoom, however they want to get involved. Awesome. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And and thank you so much for the work that you do, right? I mean, it's uh, it's rare that I get to talk to somebody where I partake of your services, right? But I, I was one of those people out and about, you know, uh, hiking past the nature center as it was closed. And uh, yes. and uh, we, we haven't yet been up there this, this uh, summer, but I'm sure we will. It's it's a beautiful place. And so thank you. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, people listen and, and feel inspired to just give a little bit because every little bit will help. Thank you for listening to the business of vulnerability. If you or somebody you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording, please let us know at Team Pulse. It's T-E-A-M-P-U-L-S-E at pulseforgood.com. Thank you.